Speaking the truth to the state capitol. This is Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, all right, all right. Monday, January 24th, day 153, or one fife tree, as we used to say in the military, of the siege. Detainee 722 is on the board, otherwise known as Johnny Cadillac, and I am Commander Jack Riggins, detainee 3101, because we're just going to keep talking about it, at least to that level. For any of you that just got very upset, know that it's just a facetious plug of silliness to say, I don't agree with the mass mandate. There's very few mandates, I think, in general, that any government, whether it be the United States government, any other government, would... Uh, at least just go, oh, I, I agree in a mandate. I just, there's just something about the patriot American in me that says freedom, you know, even though I know William Wallace and, and the whole deal over there in, in Scotland and stuff was uh, not here in a long time ago, but freedom, like, yeah. I just, when I think of default positions, I default to freedom, folks. So that's what that's about. Um, exciting week a little bit, to a degree, uh, I will not be here the second half of the week, but Doug Fitzgerald is going to cover. We're going to have uh, Brian Blade from the Midwest Wrestling Association. Uh-oh. Not anymore. Uh, oh, Johnny. We were trumped out by Husker basketball on Thursday. Oh, so no oh. DTL at all on Thursday. Oh, my God. What, why, doesn't, why doesn't the management team tell me these things? Oh, well. Stay flexible. That's why Drive Time Lincoln is your new Drive Time Lincoln, and it's zany, uh, goes all over the place. We don't know what's happening. Anyway, one of the things I'm excited about is uh, we have uh, both the chairman and the vice chairman, that would be like the number one and the number two, in the studio from the Lancaster County Republican Party, um, Eric Underwood and Todd Watson. Gentlemen, thanks for coming in. Love the mass siege. By the way, when Sweden's freer than you are, that should set off an alarm bell that like, hey, something's not right here. I think all of Europe at this point. My word. Well, you know, most of Europe, I guess we could say Ukraine is probably not quite uh, Europe, sort of, kind of. uh, And I was going to quickly, just my national story of the day would be that uh, roughly 60% of Americans wouldn't vote for Joe Biden again. Another three out of four Americans on a poll of all political beliefs say, hell no. Uh, I'm surprised it's that good. Right. So this is just, um, we are in some unprecedented times in America, meaning with leadership out of Washington, and again, fans of the show here, you would realize that I am constantly trying to keep elected officials here in Lincoln and Lancaster County uh, honest, transparent, and representing all of the people, and not hyper-partisanship. So I enjoy having, you know, a big chunk of our political establishment in the studio uh, because there's a lot of issues going on in Lancaster County. Guys, I got to first ask you because uh, I had Deb Shore on here and, and some, you know, an incumbent commissioner and Secretary of State Bob Ebnan will be in tomorrow. But um, this Sucker Bucks issue and the county commissioners taking money from a group in our last election that then was used to have drop boxes added. 
officially can kind of go, oh, that was like a nice thing. But then as you see what's going on around the rest of the nation and the lawsuits and the potential for ballot harvesting, uh, that becomes then a big concern. Giant. And that's right here in the county of which you guys are constantly working um, to get candidates and support incumbents and things like that. So what do you think about that? Where did it come to your radar? You know, one of the things over the last two months we've been very uh, keen on is to to listen more and more to the constituents, spend a lot more time with the interactions with them. We've had several uh, meetings as well as some events that have brought 150 to 200 people and the engagement with them is is our biggest goal. Uh, what you would want to call election accountability, election integrity, uh, voter ID, this is pretty big. Um, and when it comes to Lancaster County, that's where really the concern comes because out of this Zuckerberg dollars, as you would call it, a grant was requested from the Lancaster County Commissioners to get $404,000 to help with this last election cycle. Yeah, I think on the surface it would make sense that uh, there was some challenges to a COVID-related election cycle. Ninety-some percent of the people in the primary of 2020 voted by absentee ballot, 60-some into the November, and then obviously into spring in the, the 2021 elections. There was some need to rethink how this was going to happen. The concern, obviously, is that there's outside dollars affecting our elections. And when we looked at the paperwork and the combination of what those dollars were spent on, $404,000 is a lot of money. When the general election costs about $1.6 million, the $404,000, in essence, 10000 was to buy cardboard boxes that were the... Uh, the the additional ballot boxes, uh, ten of them at local libraries and two of them outside of, of Lincoln. Where was the security with these? Where was the the uh, courier service that that happened there? This is questions that we're trying to address, and we've been very fortunate, as you mentioned with Secretary of State Bob Evnen, that this is something that they are bringing forth, a bill that he is helping to support that would re, re, uh, inhibit having outside money brought into a county to help it with its election process. Lancaster County was the only one that accepted this grant. I think that raises some red flags. Yeah, I I find that very telling, and I think the listeners and, and everyone in the county, and I, I don't, honestly, I don't care what your political leanings are. In the end, we're talking just about election security, and in the end of the day, when you're the only county in a state... Who, by the way, all of us that live here know we're, we're a wealthy county. We're, we're doing okay financially as a county, as a city. When you have something like that, however it came in here, and again, Deb Shore was on and she said, looked at it like a one-time deal. Um, we now have the hindsight um, to look back at it. But this is a concern not only to you and the Republican Party, you as individuals, but obviously our Secretary of State. And, um, and I'm glad that it's being addressed. I mean, you, this isn't rocket science. Outside private citizen money, private people's money, running public elections. No one, I don't care if you're partisan, nonpartisan, should say that's a good idea. Unattended ballot boxes, no supervision, no security plan. And, and I keep hearing easier to vote, harder to steal. Do you think that's hard to cheat? Right. With an unattended ballot box just sitting in some middle place, not being watched? Yeah, as a matter of fact, I think we had one ballot box in in the county, and we multiplied that by 10. And again, no security. So that's something that uh, is concerning to folks. 
I think, too, gentlemen, and it's interesting because there is so much, and I led with it with Joe Biden. I mean, it's easy to see the big picture stuff. Heck, I could probably do a week on Ukraine. But to stay focused, it, I think it's getting harder and harder, and I don't want to forget about safety and security because, you know, this police department has been something that I've questioned since I took this seat. Not the men and women that work in there, but some of the policies and things that they've been working under. And we've had a new police chief. Uh, I know we have a new union president. But safety and security is another underpinning, law and order, right behind us having free and fair elections. When we put a lot of effort in this last two to three months to bring people together, we've been using our county platform as a original source document, something that we can all come back to, as well as our Constitution, to show how the process works for running the county, how the process works for leadership, as well as having basically I believe statements. We have found that if we stop dealing with relational politics and deal with relationship politics, growing the, the, the relationships in this county with the voters and the volunteers, we're finding that more and more people are beginning to start the process of trust. So our platform, specifically as I came on the last time and talked with you about crime, we want to support our law enforcement. We want to make sure that the the sheriff's office, LPD, uh, UNL, all of them understand that there is one party that does not want to defund them. Because in the end, if we don't have security, if we don't have safety around here, we're going to see this happen. It's not like we don't have a reflection to look at. We have Portland, we have Chicago, we have New York. We are starting to see elements of that happening here. There is one entity that's been tasked with doing that, and those individuals, I've met with uh, the exec board, I've met with the previous exec board, I know Todd has had conversa conversations with the new um, uh, president rep for them. These conversations, if they're open and honest, we can make sure to move this town forward so there is security, there is safety in this town. And that's what used to make Lincoln really, really unique and special. You would say, nothing like this would ever happen here. And yet, it has. I think that's where we want to make sure that we're connecting to the people on that. And Todd's made those connections as well. Yeah, we've uh, sat down with the police chief. I appreciated her taking an hour out of her lunch schedule to sit and talk through issues. And we're there to listen to, to understand their vantage point, see where there is differences, see where there's common ground, where can we work. Uh, talking with the business owners, the big fear out there is property crime and San Francisco policies. Mm -hmm. That's the fear. And so no, understanding that fear, letting people answer, how are we going to protect so that we don't go to those levels, so that we don't adopt the policies that created these environments, uh, that's very important. And then we hosted a town hall. You know, I for an hour, I, I conversed with Sheriff Wagner. Tom Nesbitt was former colonel of uh, the state patrol and really just listened and looked at the stats of LPD. But that's a big change. We're dig digging into just these values and saying it's about the values. And we're for people who push the platform forward and safety and security is paramount. Uh, that's a huge difference in the upcoming election. The people we'll be behind are for safety and security. They're for law and order. They're for our officers. And by the way, election fraud is a crime. 
and therefore they need to get behind Senator Clement's bill. We should be celebrating. He's now touches our district here in Lancaster County, and he's authored that bill. It needs support uh, from everybody who believes in honest elections. Let's go back real quick because. You know, we were talking off air, and, you know, I'm a relative newbie to politics and how it works structurally. And that may seem really weird to the listeners who go, well, this guy served 20 years, all of this. But, folks, there is a... There is a process. There are people that, you know, write, sub, I call them sub-constitutions to the Constitution, and there's things like redistricting, and most of us folks, and even though I'm here on the news, I mean, I'm seeing these things as they happen on TV, and most of the time our lives just go on. But Senator Clements coming into our district, I doubt that a lot of people in Lancaster County have even maybe heard that, understood it. Explain that, and then also explain his bill that he's brought forward. Well, I'll talk a little bit about the districting process, and I'll let Todd talk about the bill. Uh, Lancaster County gained an additional legislative district with the redistricting process last year. That would be LD2. That would be Robert Clements. Uh, most of that was in Cass County before, and now it's uh, come to uh, come into Lancaster as well. So this has gained us a fifth Republican, a fifth conservative-minded individual. Um, and with that process, what we've been using is engaging these individuals that are actually true leaders of the party. Five out of ten districts in this in this county aren't represented the, the way that we believe a majority of the people want to be. So in having conversations, this has also created a, a person for the the legislative district representatives to actually connect to the individuals that are here. And he's been absolutely wonderful and engaging, coming to as many of the meetings as possible. That's what you want out of an elected official. And I think if we present those opportunities, not only do the elected officials appreciate it, but the voters, the volunteers, the individuals that are coming back to this party here love the opportunity to actually engage their representatives. I have, uh, before you go, Todd, I have kind of witnessed it, and I, w I want people that maybe haven't been involved in politics or maybe you're conservative and you just haven't got that in depth but where can they reach you so they can get mailings to know when to come because what i have seen is exactly what you described as i have seen conservatives getting together i have seen elected officials be present so that me the voter i can talk with them and converse just like every other american and all of a sudden, I know that things that I'm concerned about are getting heard, and I'm starting to see action. But I know that's through the linkage in the LCRP. So give me some info. Certainly. The website is, is lcrpne.org. Now, from there, you're going to be able to connect to our platform, our constitution, as well as get onto our email list. The, the idea was that when we first came in, we wanted to make sure that we could expand our, our base, our, our opportunity to connect to the people by doing it one-on-one. -on -one. Now we have this opportunity to start emailing out in larger groups. We went from 1,400 on our email list to 2,600 in four months. I would recommend people to start there because when we email out, it's about something specific to connect them to the party, the next event, the next things that we're coming up, the support, as well as the process, because we are trying to be completely transparent in what the process is. So email at uh, info at lcrpne.org, as well as go to the website, sign up on there to receive our emails, and from there we will, we will maintain that connection. That has probably been the problem in the past, that, that we didn't put the effort enough to connect to those voters, whether it's by phone call or email or even just going door-to-door. 
that's changing now. Well, that's that's the start, folks. If you're in Lincoln, Lancaster County, uh, if you're conservative, uh, that's where you want to go. That is essentially headquarters, whether you've been involved in politics your whole life, following, or whether you're new, whether you're on the fence. Go there, you start getting access to the elected officials, you start getting access to understanding what's going on, and this is what we need to have an entire team, if you will. You know, I know conservatives will say big tent. I'll just say armada, right? An armada <laughs> to push back against uh, left liberal values. Todd, you were going to mention about the bill real quick. Well, there's a couple bills. I mean, yeah, I think there I, is. I think I've already mentioned bills in process. They're going to get rid of outside private money running our elections. Done. There's another one. Go back to your mass siege. Uh, being introduced and it's we've talked and again we're listening to our constituents our businesses have struggled with the masks and not getting the sales that they normally did people wouldn't come in from out of town because of these they wouldn't shop at places this has hurt our local economy so the solution i know it's crazy we're going to work like the rest of nebraska (laughs) The, the bill makes the city council vote again on these so I joke. I'm trying to restore a republic. They say they're trying to restore democracy, but really they're empowering tyranny. Right. If you're in, if you're really for a democracy, you'd have a vote. And what this does, it takes an unelected bureaucrat from making the rules that when does unelected bureaucrats get to throw you in jail, fine you, intimidate your business? This is crazy stuff. Now, if the bill passes, every American should support it. The city council will then vote. So I can't promise you from your seat that the mass siege ends. But what it what I can say, if the bill passes, it takes a vote to continue. And then the citizens can elect or unelect those city council people based on their votes and positions. And frankly, them having to take a position on this scares the tar out of them. But we're just about accountability, too, as Republicans. Take accountability for the position and vote on it. So... Again, we're we're trying to get things back to uh, what I call American normal, and we have votes. It's crazy, right? Yeah, I know we have votes. You know, so there's there's two right there, folks. Uh, voter integrity, uh, be supporting tremendously, meaning no outside money in our state, in our county. It just I just want you to think about that for a second. Anybody providing money for an election who isn't from here isn't part of the county apparatus, isn't our taxpayers' money, has no business in our election. Um, When it comes to uh, this deal about putting our health department under the state, yeah, let's just get in line. Don't fall for that, oh, we need to be special and provide local care. Nobody here in Lancaster County gets care from Pat Lopez. Nobody. There's nobody that goes, oh, I'm sick, I've got an injury. I think I'm going to go see Pat Lopez. You don't do it. Let us get in a line and let us follow our own freedoms. It's just kind of a rounding error. If Quality you will. under the law, maybe. Yeah. We operate like the rest of Nebraska citizens. Novel concept, I know. Yeah, equality under law freedom. Uh, this is quickly turning into default freedom day, which is fine. We're Americans. When in doubt, America should always default to freedom. Uh, back in SEAL Team, we used to say default to attack. So. We're going to keep doing it. 1,499.3 KLIN. 
You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, we're back. Uh, we have the uh, Lancaster County Republican Party Chair, Eric Underwood, and Vice Chair Todd Watson in. We've been covering uh, some topics that are going on in the political realm here in Lancaster County, some of the bills and different personalities up at the state legislature as well. Um, you know, Richard, I will take your call. Richard, I'm, hello. Yes. I'm on. Yes, you are. Okay, very good. Well, my position is this. I'm I'm very disgusted with the Republican Party for the way they've treated some senators and representatives who have voted against the so-called party line. We've got too much parties, too little compromise here in the United States, and it's crippling our government. And uh, Liz Cheney comes to mind, uh, Representative Don Bacon, uh, there have been just a whole host of people, Deb, Senator Deb Fisher. And I, I just find that this bullying tactic is, uh, in my opinion, wrong, and it's counterproductive. But I'd be interested in hearing the uh, party officials justify that sort of tactic. All right, Richard. Good call. We will try to break part of that down to what they can. And uh, thanks for calling in. So I heard a couple of there, a couple of questions from Richard there. Um, some of it kind of national, out of state, and I'm going to break it down here in the next 30 seconds, and then uh, we'll go to break, and we'll have some time to answer that and talk about some more things. But I heard him talk about uh, when uh, incumbent Republicans vote a certain way, um, you know, and he said the party broadly, and again, the party is a broad national, it's state, and it's local. Right now, we have the Lincoln Lancaster County. Uh, reps in, right? Because that's who our show reaches. But you're talking Liz Cheney. He mentioned Deb Fisher. So, yeah, we'll break that down in the second segment. It was a good call, Richard. 1499 3KLIN. Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln. 1499 3KLIN. All right, we're back uh, on Monday, day 153 of the Lincoln Mask Siege. You know, in a funny way, I should never say go listen to somebody else on the radio. That's probably really bad. But, hey, listen, we all listen to who we listen to. I am thoroughly enjoying, in a sick way, obviously I don't agree with the mask mandate, my brothers and sisters in Omaha in the media trying to cover this right now. Just listening to them is so funny. Like, I don't, I don't even have to turn it on for very long because to them it's like brand new. Uh, it, it's the shock factor. It's our civil liberties. It's it's all the same things, folks here in Lincoln and Lancaster County that we've been talking about since August. Okay, since August. So it's just so funny to see another group of people who essentially are identical to us. Right, they're fifty miles up the street, uh, uh, having to go through this. And of course, they have the lawsuit and all kinds of other things going on up there. Uh, which, hey, I'm fine with. I mean, I was happy that maybe what they did learn from us is that you immediately need to take action. Um, and so they've tried. But anyway, it is what it is. Uh, again, default freedom. Do what you got to do. And, um, you know, just take care of your own health. Jeez, I mean, this is crazy thing. Let's get back to good topics. Got the uh, Lancaster County Republican Party in here. Uh, Todd Watson, the vice chair, and Eric Underwood, the chair. Richard had a good question. And now, Richard, because I know you're listening intently. 
I do want to say this. Um, I don't think it's fair. On, I'm going to have them answer. But I don't think it's fair to ask a local county party about a Liz Cheney. Uh, maybe in time, right? But you, you and I, and we all understand the Republican Party is giant national. Uh, then, you know, you go down to states and delegates and you get down to the county. Um, however, I do think it's fair in that same light to what you discussed with people voting uh, for the constituents and folks uh, in the local area that you guys cover. You know, we have our senators. He brought up Senator Fisher and some others. Um, Towards that sentiment of Republicans, um, you know, kind of throwing maybe the baby out with the bathwater on certain votes, you know, Richard didn't exactly say that, but I did, Um, as well as, you know, not, I guess, projecting a team-first approach. What do you guys say to that? Well, and and I think Richard has hit one of the elements on the head when he says the party, and this becomes that that definitive statement of the party this, the party that. So who is the party? What what is the party? We've asked this question before. What makes a Republican a Republican? And so I think as we've put more effort into the platform and defined what that Republican values are, the the ethics that go with it, several I believe statements that you that come out of this, and this is what we believe. That's starting to bring people to a unifying message there, no matter who they are. Again, accountability to the elected officials there. That's a second component there. And to be honest, the influence for a party, if you want to go that, the influence for the party has to be from the delegates, from the voters, from the people there. One of the first things that we did as we looked at, as we started the the new transition here, the Constitution was changed to make sure that the delegates are always in power of the Lancaster County, whether it's from chairman to chairman or the unique element of redistricting to redistricting. That's one of the first things that kind of endeared new leadership to this is that we put that focus into it there. The other elements of the Constitution that is somewhat unique that hasn't been done, to be honest, in the past for whatever reasons is when it comes to endorsements. There's the message that whatever we put out in support of somebody would be an endorsement of them, even if it's just a message about their next event coming up. Our Constitution specifically says the Central Committee, which is mostly comprised of delegates, representatives from each legislative district, the Central Committee has to come together and have a two-thirds vote to have any endorsement, whether financial or on a, on a website, Facebook message, or whatever. So the process had to begin here to start endorsing candidates. And we've actually will have, we've had a meeting January 15th. We'll have an additional one on March 15th after all filings are there. And the Central Committee, the group of them, the 42 of them, will decide who is endorsed there. This, I think, changes the opportunity for people to believe in a vetting process versus relational politics in the past that have just said, we're going to support to support or we're going to just put our name on this individual here. If I can, if I can express anything that's, that is a part of, of the focus that we have now, our goal is to win local elections. So from about the legislative districts on down, we're going to put our effort into making sure that we find quality candidates that are following our platform that are going to, after they're elected, continue to represent the individuals in their district or in their county commissioner race or department heads for the county. They're going to continue that because of the efforts we've put into vetting them in the beforehand. I think that helps give a little bit of integrity back to the local party. And it also shows that we're putting some cognitive, proactive effort into moving this party forward. I think it shows, again, a lot of terms that I think... 
you guys are comfortable with and some of us when we hear them we might get a little confused so uh, richard i just i kind of listen to that and i try to break it down <laughs> i agree like it's easy to go the republican party like and yes it's one party i get that right but there are issues that are unique to each state and each municipality each county in this case uh what i believe and you guys correct me if i'm wrong chairman underwood is saying listen they've started the Lancaster County Republican Party with new leadership going back to the Constitution reaffirming values right and we believe statements so that it is very clear what the values of Lancaster County Republican Party is they also have created the processes of having the delegates which for lack of a better term is you and me our representatives at the smallest level of government right in one party Okay, because obviously it can be multiplied by other parties out there. And being able to listen and have the rules so that the people at the lowest level have a chance to be influencing national, state, local elections through the parties. And to get away from what you were discussing, which is relationship politics or power politics to where, well, I don't like what this person did or the way they grew up or whatever, and so we're going to get them out of the process which i think every party has some of that that's just we've seen that but what we're seeing here is almost a grassroots pushing it down to values we share similar values and we vote two-thirds majority in our constitution of who we support who we don't support things like that and 100% that the other element that we're going to do is make, I 100% agree with that, that assessment. We are going to maintain neutrality when it comes to anything above the legislative races. If we're going to bring this party together locally, we are going to make sure that whether it's the governor race or state races, we are staying neutral in them so that way we can have the integrity as we present local candidates to them. Well, and I think, and Todd, maybe you, we're going to comment on this or please do too. My observation has been it has been very difficult in a Republican-dominated state national level, because that's what our state is, to have the state capital right here in this county and the party. <laughs> it's easy to get sucked into national and state-level politics just because of the location of the state capital and business of the state here, when in fact... The goal of the Lancaster County Republican Party is to get conservatives elected in Lancaster County, period, end of story. That is the focus. Yeah, we have many Republicans passionate about their governor candidate. They're passionate about this candidate. And if we take sides, you lose the, co the co um, cohesion that we've built because we're really focused on saving our county and our town. It's paramount, and we need everyone no matter what governor ring they wear to be in this battle to save our town to save our county um the thing i was going to mention your caller's other point were and i've heard this before it's all there's this magical bipartisanship that's going to create progress and what that question's never asked to the democrats do you see any bipartisanship there it should be asked there we're about our values and the values will answer where we're at so sometimes we have to say no if it's socialism versus free market, yes, we're a yes unto free market, we're a no to socialism. Uh, but conversely, like I think Justin Wayne went on the floor and talked about school choice. Now, do we agree with Justin Wayne on everything? No, but we can say 
good job on school choice because that's our value. We believe in that. And then we have stuff where the values don't in the, come into play. But I, I think we're open to talking. As I mentioned, we talked with the chief. I talked with city council on water issues. Let's talk water. Uh, we've talked, yeah, I think a Democrat has an idea to audit the building and safety department uh, to help speed things up. I think in general we need to take a look at that. But then again, there's some, we're going to ban guns. We're a no. Uh, we want to censor speech or we support censoring of something. No, we're a no. We're about freedom of religion. Well, we're here to tell churches they can't meet unless they No, you can't tell churches what to do because the Constitution says so. So if you read and understand our values, sometimes we're a yes, sometimes we're a no, other times we're going to talk about it. But at the end of the day, Republicans are going to know if the Republican Party's behind them, they're going to be pushing the values. If they don't push the values, then they may not have support. It's it's that simple because that the platform is the statement of values, and that's why you join the Republican Party or you don't be a Republican. We've also put a lot of effort into making sure that if we're going to make this a big tent, as you referenced there, there's a lot of demographics that we haven't put a lot of effort into in the past. Reaching out to the rural communities. In this last endorsement process, we had city council member from Hickman, a candidate from Hickman. We had school board members from Norris coming. So we're engaging the rural community, I think, in a way that is, is unique to this time. And I think that's one of the been the dichotomy, this, this breakdown between Metro Lancaster County and the rural community. There is no difference between the metro community and the Lancaster and the and the rural community. We all got to mow our grass, we all get our mail, we all go to a job and we work. That's what we do in Lancaster County. That's what we do in Nebraska. High school Republicans. There's a huge high school Republicans contingency in Lancaster County and even in Douglas. 75 of them. We are act- actively reaching out to them and engaging them. And what better way to prepare our future, to prepare the future of the party as well as the future of Lancaster County, than finding the 14 to 18-year-olds that have a passion already to have these same values. Not because they just want to say that they're Republican, but they read these values and they go, this resonates with us. Yeah, that's a great point, and I, I wanted to bring that up. I'll get to schools, but for everybody, because my voice reaches out throughout the can- county and beyond, Listen, this is your conservative party. You want to get in touch uh, with Eric and Todd. You have to understand that there's an expansion, if you will, of conservative reach coming out of Lincoln throughout the county. Um, And we're all in the same. We put our shoes on. We share similar values. They're very Midwest values. We're blessed to live in a place that generally has conservative values built in. But that is under attack. And like most places in America... It comes under attack through the bigger municipalities. And here in Lincoln, we are in a dogfight. And so all the surrounding communities, please get involved. Make sure that your elected officials and your school boards right, have the support and the need to keep conservative values growing. And we're going to continue to push that here in Lincoln. Schools is a big one for me. Because to talk about yeah, this. they're always the next generation, and I'm glad to hear there's young Republicans out there because a lot of your younger conservative children, not necessarily the kids of conservatives, but kids that understand America, um, are feeling scared. They're asking questions that 20, 30, 40 years ago we would have never asked, right? They would say, why is it that my so-and-so teacher does this during the Pledge of Allegiance, Dad? And, and I'm like... I. 
I don't know. That isn't an America that I know, right? But this is the reality. And so they, more than ever, are looking for conservative um, values to uphold what they believe and see that in us, the adults, because our schools are under critical attack here in Lancaster County. Amen. And I think I speak for Eric, but Eric, correct me if I'm wrong. I, this is what I'm really excited about. One of the first things we did is reach out and rejuvenate these high school Republican chapters. Well, they don't vote, Todd, and they don't do... No, they're the future. We love the kids, and a lot of times they feel abandoned. So we've come alongside of, you can be a conservative in high school. How can we help you? How can we help grow your clubs? How can we give you a voice to say what you believe in? And I'm proud of that work. And a lot of people always ask me, where are you going to be on the biggest races? You know, one of the most exciting races I've engaged, because I'm dying to get into school board here in this town, (laughs) but we did school board down in Norris. They're fighting the same battles, LPS. And I am enthusiastic to give the microphone to a guy that steps up and says, parents should be teaching the values to their kids, not the school system. And to get behind candidates like that, because ultimately that's going to change a child's life, that gets me jazzed. And it bothers me when people always want to just talk about the biggest races. Great. And there's nothing wrong with that. But if you're missing the school board of who's going to teach your kid, you're missing it. Right. If you're missing the county commissioner, that we got bridges that are just laying at the bottom. You can't even go over them. You're missing it. If you're missing the city council and what they're doing that's going to affect your local stores, you're missing it. They all matter. And it's just a privilege to be able to advocate for our platform with a multitude of races and a multitude of people. Well, and I'll say this too, folks. Uh, that's the whole reason I got on air was local. I, I was made aware of local issues. I live here. I wasn't paying attention. And I think a lot of you are just like me. You haven't paid attention. Maybe we've had it good and we, we just, we just weren't paying. That's it. We just kind of didn't have our light shine in the right area. But here's what you can do. Trust me. The city of Lincoln, the county, Lancaster County is great about televising everything. They really are. So tune in. Spend two weeks of your life and just make sure you find a mayor's talk, right, on TV. Find the COVID briefing on Tuesdays. Find the city council. Just spend about four hours out of a two-week period and watch those. And tell me if that represents you. Tell me the language being used if that represents you. What's interesting is we are talking about uh, LB859, which is getting the Lancaster County Health Director underneath the state, like it should be, right? There's no reason we should be different. Quality under the law. Right. The mayor is so upset that that law would even be introduced. She is fighting tooth and nail and has publicly said, right, this can't happen. My administration is going to fight this, right? I want you to think about that. What she's really saying is, is I want to have control, control of the people to tell them what's best for them, right? While you've got state government saying, hey, we've done a pretty good job with this. You know how you're feeling as a people. But these are the differences. And you have to get engaged both in your own side of what you believe. In this case, if you're conservative, it's values-based. And you have to get educated by simply watching some of this go down. And this happens day after day once you dig into county 
commissioners, once you dig into the city council. If you just turn on the TV, Lincoln, Lancaster County, it's not even going to be close. Trust me. Just spend two weeks, watch the language, and you're going to go, you know what? I don't want it here anymore. Don't, don't care how it got here. Don't want it here anymore. And whether it's the voters or the volunteers, the grassroots, the individuals that, that we're listening to, that we're reaching out to and, and connecting with, they, they all come to the same conclusion. They feel like they have no resource to have a conversation, to be, be, be included in these conversations, whether it's at LPS school board or whether it's at the city council meetings there. They feel like they're, that they are just dismissed going, we know what's best for you. Now, that's the challenge when you're looking at trying to unify a party if you're all about relational politics. If you can find some unifying ground, and that's where these platform issues have brought more and more people and clarity. And clarity. Because then you also can have transparency and in the very, very end, accountability. If you're going to ever, ever, ever build a relationship with a voter, with a volunteer, if there's not a level of trust, the conversations that I'm having deal with trust. Give us that chance. We will earn it. Without a doubt, uh, we're on with the Lancaster County Republican Party. I'm calling it the People's Party, just like the People's Platform. Amen, brother. Values-based. And let's get our county back to conservative values, folks. 1,499.3-KLIN, Drive Time Lincoln. You're getting 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1,499.3-KLIN. All right, we're finishing up Monday, uh, day 153 with the Lancaster County Republican Party uh, Chairman Eric Underwood, Vice Chair Todd Watson, talking a lot of the good issues going on with the conservative movement. One of the things that I've noticed, and like I said, I, I think people can't understand how difficult it is when you're the local conservative party in a state capital and your national and state-level government is dominated by Republicans to not get sucked up into that, so to speak. But one of your vision mission is elect local conservatives in Lincoln Lancaster County. That is has to be your focus. That's what I'm hearing you guys say. If I think if we stick with that and continue with the platform there, in the end, uh, our integrity is is held through all the way. Look, in 2022 here, you have five LD districts out of the ten that are up. Three of them specifically have an empty seat at this point. LD 46, 28, and. 26. These are very important LD districts that we could win, and that's honestly about three-fourths of Lincoln is in those districts right there. You have three county commissioner seats, you have eight department heads, and multiple layers of other of other school boards that are in the community out there. These rural schools are having it out there. So we're focused heavily on those local races there. But then very shortly after that, if this engagement happens, and the way I believe it's going to happen, you have your April and May elections that come up, and those are all city. So that's going to be four district races for city council, the other half of LPS races, the other half of airport race, airport authority races, and one very important mayor race. If you get engaged now and we start to follow through, this is how you move your city forward in 2023 and we move the county forward here in 2022. I would say I want to give praise to all the people stepping up to help. I'm dying to tell you how many, but I can't yet, but I promise you it's great. But those of you still sitting on your duff, Facebook warriors, but not getting involved to walk, give. You got to get involved. Catch the red wave. 1,499.3.